Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. There were two major incidents between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in December of 2015. For today, we're only going to be able to touch on one of them because they're (laughs) two massive incidents. We'll be talking about the next one the next week. Although, uh, Miss Heard was confirmed this week to still be under investigation in Australia for perjury. Oh, the dogs? Perjury episode. Yeah. Yeah. The dogs. Crazy. So clearly, (laughs) yes, let's look at the December incidents first. Um, So today we'll be tackling the December 15th, 2015 incident, which according to Amber Heard was one of the worst and most violent nights of their entire relationship. Hmm. Yes. All right. During the UK trial, she would claim and let me pull up exactly what she claimed in court. So I'm not misquoting her here. Okay. So she would claim, and this is a quote from her. I had bruised ribs, bruises all over my body, bruises on my forearms from trying to defend the blows. I had two black eyes. I had a broken nose. I had a broken lip. I had bruises primarily. The really bad ones were in my hairline, my scalp, my chin. There were chunks of hair missing. There was pus in those wounds in my hairline, dark red bruises specifically, like purple red on my temples and in my chin. The inside of my upper lip was cut. And remind we're kind of going in order here. So we've already talked about the Australia incident along with the, um, uh, the staircase incident. So this mm-hmm. is after both of these incidents. Um, the very next day after the December 15th incident, Amber would appear on James Corden show. And just 10 days later, only a few months after the Australia incident and the staircase incident, as I just said, Johnny would be able to convince Amber to fly to his remote private Island alone with himself and his children and his staff. But of course she would also bring her friend, Alice and her husband, Greg, Greg Williams is a renowned celebrity photographer who actually took photos of a very flawless and seemingly makeup free Amber while on the Island. Ooh, we'll get into that next week. (laughs) As usual, Johnny would claim something completely different than this. And that it was actually Amber who had been relentlessly assaulting him, scratching him in the face. Both of the pair had photos taken of the injuries that they claimed to have sustained that evening. Um, Amber also has photos of the penthouse damages as well. This is one of the most he said, she said incidents of this entire case. Are we Um, seeing these photos? Yes, I'll be showing you. I I have a method to my madness and how I want to show them to you. Um, They are, for the most part, in evidence. But as always, I will be posting on my Instagram anything that we cannot post here. Um, There's going to be fan photos, witness statements, and even photos of the couple from that very night that were taken by the paparazzi. 
Okay. So yeah, when the paparazzi's taking them, there's a <laughs> lot of photos and there's a, yeah. So before we get into it, um, we both have different bottles of wine. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, not today. excited to drink this one. I'm sorry. This one is my backup one. So um, before I had Pessimist, but it didn't make it to the show because we broke the cork. So uh, we're working on that. So I grabbed this bo- other bottle, <laughs> Apothic Red. We know all, we all know this. $9.99 Target. It, um, this is 2019 and I feel like it's been sitting um, unrefrigerated in the sun. We're going to try it. <laughs> I've got a better, a better. Option. Yes. I have less good this time. I thought this would be, uh, I know a spider spinning its web. I bought on the label, like obviously. Yes. I have been wanting to try this cause I'm a spooky bitch. Um, so <laughs> it's Cabernet <laughs> Sauvignon. Um, 2019 too. Oh, cute. Okay. We both got 2019 from mm. Oakville, Napa Valley, Napa Valley. Yes. Um, and it says a, a word, um, a mortal weaver, I guess it's a name challenged Athena to a weaving contest. Athena dissatisfied with a human being more skilled than she transformed that name. I can't pronounce into a spider to weave for all eternity. Just as the name I can't pronounce challenged Athena, this Oakville wine challenges the rest. Oh, I want to try that with you. I know, and I'm excited because it has like the flavor palette here. Sorry, I already broke a nail. Oh, you got you got the cheater. Oh, yeah. Cheater on the back there. It's so cute, but it's got vanilla bean and blackberry. I'm like really excited. And cocoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Going heavy handed because I was just thinking, I don't know why I'm pouring a big glass of this. <laughs> We're also filming in the morning. Okay. So this will be a that too. So, ding. Maybe it won't. Maybe mine. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Like if you eat something when you're camping and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, I tell you, Apothic's probably one of my most favorite, like affordable bottles of wine. Um, it's not, not warm perfect. and not like sitting in the sun, but no. Yes. Right. Cheers. Cool. Okay, it's actually not bad. I might actually really drink this. It's sweet. I was think I was like preparing myself for like dry. Ugh. Yeah. This is really How's good. Yours? It's yeah. it's dry. It is dry. Um, but it's good. Let me do my like three sips over here. Okay. And it was $25. Um just oh, that's affordable. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally bought for the label. I was like, oh, that's spooky. So I'm going to nap in a couple of weeks and I'm excited to A, drink a lot of wine, but B, bring back some good wines for us. So nice. have some new ones try out next yeah, time. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so as always now, I kind of want to put a disclaimer out there. Um, we are biased. I feel like we say this every episode. Um definitely have a bias uh, in this case for myself, especially concerning Johnny. Um, My main point in talking about this case is just to get you to look a little bit further beyond the articles that are out there right now. Even right now, there's a lot in favor of Johnny. So just to kind of dig a little bit more, get more information on the case for a long time, it was skewed towards Amber. Now we're seeing the reverse. I always find looking at the court documents is the best bet for anything. We're going to link down below how you can find them. The Fairfax, Virginia site actually, um, for a long time, I felt like it's very hard to navigate. But now that they've got, now that they're in court and they're doing it like a file folder system, it's much easier. So highly recommend going there. They have all of the evidence that they're submitting every day. And it's in a very organized fashion between both Johnny and Amber. Um, but that being said, um, I do have, like, we're not a news source. 
we're just discussing things. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just <laughs> a very just open. pour yourself a glass and join us for the discussion. Like- yes. Yeah. And give us your opinions too. We want to mm-hmm. hear what you think about it, especially this one is the most, he said, she said out of the whole bunch of it, I feel. So um, I definitely want to know what you all think. Um, but that being said, let me pull up Amber's um, statement and we will go through what she says happened to her on December 15th, 2015. I think that's a good place to start. She did talk about this last week in court. Um, now, I guess we'll be re- releasing this on Wednesday, so it'll be like a couple weeks ago in court, but we're going to go through what she said in court as well. This is from the United Kingdom statement. So Amber says, this happened on the night of the 15th of December, 2015. It was one of the worst and most violent nights of our relationship. Again, we were at the penthouse in LA. Johnny got mad at me and threw another glass decanter at me. He also knocked things around the room and punched the wall. He slapped me and grabbed me by my hair, dragging me by my hair through the apartment all around between different rooms. I was trying to get out of his grasp, and in the process, he pulled clumps of my hair out. I got free of him and ran upstairs to try to escape, but he followed me and caught up with me on the stairs. He grabbed me by the hair again. He also hit me in the back of my head. He dragged me by my hair up the last steps, and when he pulled me to the top, He shoved me a couple of times, making me afraid I would lose my balance and fall down the stairs. I had to get him to stop, so I said that I thought he had broken my wrist, hoping that he would calm down. Unfortunately, that didn't work, and he kept on hitting me and shouting. He was extremely angry, getting out of control, and would not stop. He knocked me to the floor, but each time he did that, I stood back up. I made a point of looking him straight in the eye. He did not like that, and he yelled at me something like, you think you're a fucking tough guy? And he was just trying to square off with me, provoking me and berating me and saying things like, you want to prove how tough you are? And she thinks she's so fucking tough. The last time I got up, he took a step back from me and headbutted me, hitting me right in the nose with his forehead. I staggered back, completely stunned, and instantly felt a searing pain. My eyes teared up, my nose started bleeding, and I was in shock. He left me holding my face, bleeding and crying. I thought I would have to go to the hospital. I resolved to leave Johnny in that moment. I told him that I wanted to leave him and that I would call the police if he ever touched me again. I just want to pause here. I feel like we say this every time in these cases. If you are in an abusive relationship like this, don't tell your abusive partner, whether this is true or not on Amber's side, don't tell your abusive partner that you're leaving It puts you Mm -hmm. in a very dangerous position. Um, That's usually when the most violence happens is when the abused partner decides to leave. Um, We always put up the domestic violence hotline when we're talking about this case. Um, There is a plan to leave. That's the most important thing when you're trying to leave this relationship is making sure you get out safely. Um, So just kind of a side note there. But um, yeah, because Johnny did that too. I mean, he said in the May 21st incident that he called her at a time and said he was divorcing her and that put him in a, a dangerous spot. So just to kind of preface that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we heard about it even with the Tara Grant um, and Steve and like that whole, the other true crime that we were looking at. It's just, it's a, it's a scary place to be in, but. Oh, and then that was interesting too. In court, she had said that she had called the police several times on Johnny but there's no record of that. Ever. Yeah, I was going to say they would have that in recording yeah. as well. 
just the four officers that were called the day of May 21st, 2016, that we've already talked about. And all four of those officers, well, all three of them so far, I'm sorry, one of them hasn't mm-hmm. been to court yet, um, but they've testified that they didn't see any criminal activity that had happened in the house and that they did not believe that Amber was a victim of domestic violence that night. Mind you, they yeah. weren't there the whole relationship, but yes, just to preface that. Anyways, back to her statement. I turned to walk away from him, but he came up to me and pushed me and again, grabbed my hair. Just like earlier, he pulled me by my hair from one room to the next. He dragged me into the upstairs office and I managed to get free from him. I told him again that this was it. I had had enough and I was leaving him. Johnny grabbed me by my throat, pushed me to the floor and hit me in the back of my head. He grabbed my hair, slapped me in the face and screamed and swore at me saying that he was going to kill me. He was dragging me all over the carpet. I was trying to dig in with my nails to stop him and get free, but I couldn't. He pushed me onto the bed in penthouse four and got on top of me, pushing my face down into the mattress, smothering me and pulling out more of my hair. I was suffocating. I was trying to scream, hoping that he would get off me, but I couldn't get any sound out. It was like a nightmare. I was panicking as I felt like Johnny had completely blacked out. It was as if he um, had completely lost control of himself and nothing would make him stop hurting me. His whole weight was on me, and he put his knee in my back and his other foot on the bed frame. At the same time, he was punching me in the head, screaming over and over so loudly right in my ear how much he hated me. The bed frame splintered, and that's all I remember. I have no idea how it ended. I don't remember anything after that until my friend Rocky Pennington, who's also their neighbor, um, came into the room saying, oh my God, oh my God, I wasn't in the bed, but on the floor, and Johnny had left. My friends Rocky Pennington and Melanie Iglesias had been due to come over earlier that night. I can't remember if Melanie came into the apartment because I was in a daze, but I remember Rocky coming in and we called the nurse to do a concussion check over the phone. I had horrible headaches and pain in my face for at least a week after this incident. We took photos of the splintered bed and of the injuries Johnny caused in my face, plus a clump of hair on the carpet. Um... As I explained, I wanted pictures to be able to show Johnny what he was doing. At some point that night, Johnny had also written, why be a fraud? All is such bullshit on the kitchen counter and gold marker pen. I was supposed to be appearing as a guest on the Late Late Show, hosted by James Corden the next day. My face was all bruised, and I was very shaken up and upset. I texted my publicist, Jody, I can't pronounce her last name, I'm sorry, Jody, just before midnight, saying that I might not be able to make it. And I was bruised and I might have one or two black eyes and I would have to see how things looked in the morning. I pretended that I'd had an accident because I didn't want to tell her what happened to me. Completely normal. Um, That night and the next day were, were really hard. I ended up deciding to do the show because I didn't think I could cancel at the last minute. I remember being in pain and had some difficulty getting ready. I remember they put a lot of makeup on me to cover the bruises and I wore red lipstick to properly cover up my bleeding lip. I remember it hurt when they did my hair. I was really upset all day, but I just got on with it and did my job. A day or so later, I wanted to follow up the telephone concussion check, so I went into Dr. Kipper's office to get an examination. I saw a nurse named Lisa Bean, who followed me out to my car, saying that she could see that I was quote-unquote in trouble or something similar, and that I should call her if anything happened again. There's been no statement from Lisa, just by the way. Mm -hmm. A few days later on December 20th, Johnny and I spoke about what he had done. I said to him, you headbutted me. I think I was still in disbelief. This caused him to pause and say, I just gave you a little knock with my head. 
and then he said he was a fuck up and left. I had a text message exchange between Rocky about that converse with Rocky, excuse me, about that conversation. I had texted her to say that Johnny was coming over to talk the same night, December 20th, and into the early hours of December 21st. So that's a lot. Yep. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot to break down. Um, Just like with all the other incidents of violence um, between the couple, no one witnessed it. And I mean, we can make a claim that Whitney heard claims that in March of 2015, she did witness the violence, but we've, we've gone through that in another video, but that's the only person other than Amber and Johnny who claimed to have witnessed the violence. Mind you, I will say after being in court the past month, I do believe that Debbie Lloyd trying to get Johnny to leave his apartment several times and Amber standing physically in an elevator, preventing them from leaving or Mm -hmm. even grabbing her husband's arm and pulling him, trying to pull him out of the elevator. I'd say that's a little physically aggressive. I would also say that Sean bet and, um, Oh, why can't I think of the other? There's two of Johnny's security guards who have claimed to have seen Amber physically throw items his way. I would say that's um, physically aggressive as well. But other than that, there's no one um, that's witnessed anything. So with that in mind, I think also in you reading her statement, just thinking like if it happened exactly how she said, that's horrifying, right? And so it's just so sad that you have to even question like, oh, is that really what happened? Was it really a headbutt or did you just kind of bonk heads? Like either way, like it sucks that you have to question somebody's statement of domestic violence. Like she's the person and she's just like put too much out there that's not been true. Yeah, it really sucks, especially since um, if you look at what was said in court last week when they were talking about this incident, they put up, and I'll get Sasha to put up the photo. Um, We talked about this in our last episode, too. The photo of the wine on the floor in the entryway. She'd originally used that for the May 21st, 2016 incident, but now she's claimed that it happened this night on December 15th. Uh, 2015. So it's it's things like that where you can't keep even the photo straight of what happened, where it's like, God, I hate. And believe me, like I was thinking about it a lot this week. If there was anyone that would have wanted Amber to tell the truth, I'm a domestic violence survivor, along with I'm a bisexual woman. Um, it's doing a lot of harm, I think, to both of those communities. So it really does yeah. that we have to keep like pulling up these different, not we have to, my interest, I guess, but um, everyone's starting to pull up these different statements. Everyone's starting to compare and contrast information. And it it sucks that we're at this point because the Me Too movement was supposed to kind of stop all of this speculation, you know? Yeah. (sighs) So far for like her court statement. So I'm just looking through the notes I made today. I actually rewatched what she said in court um, this week because I wanted to just make some notes and um, see kind of what was going on there. It's basically the same story. She talks a lot about him pummeling her in the face and on the back of the head, also dragging her by the hair everywhere and screaming. Um, She said she didn't feel any of the pain when he was coming down hard on her on the bed, but she could hear him screaming, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. And over and over and over again and saying he was going to kill her. Um, And she just felt like her body got really still and really quiet. And she said she thought, this is how I die. He's going to kill me now. And he won't have even realized it. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't scream. Just like she said, she was suffocating in the pillow top as he was holding her down and punching her. Then she says she has no memory until she woke up. She was sitting on the edge of the bed, on the carpet, on the floor, against a broken bed frame. 
Um, it was broken from his boot trying to catch a purchase on it. Now, before we look at her injuries, I want to show you a photo of that bed. He was trying to catch a what? A purchase on the bed. And it's weird. She she repeats that word an awful lot, the purchase, the like trying to trying to anchor his foot into the bed frame. And the bed frame is like this four by four. Like it's really um, this thick wooden frame. Oh, OK. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, yeah, there is like splintering off of the bed frame. So something happened to the bed frame. Yeah. So this is where we call in like the first bit of speculation, unfortunately here. So I was watching this man. I think his name is um, on YouTube law and lumber this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I had already noticed this just in my research, but um, it was interesting the way he talked about it because he explained how wood works, um, how it would have been impossible for Johnny's boot to catch like that and have it splintered off. We'll link his video down below. Um, Just even with steel toed boots, he said it just wouldn't have happened the way it was just physically impossible the way the wood was. So then he said, but you know what could do it is a knife. And he used a knife and showed it splintered off in the exact same way. Now, wait a minute here. I'm going to send you another photo. It's the same photo. It's just zoomed in on a certain spot. Okay, I got it. So there's a pocket knife on the bed. Or a wine screw. <laughs> or a corkscrew. <laughs> Either one is good with Amber. <laughs> Either way, taking an object to like chip it out, you could do, you awesome. could do that. I yes. I think that's a stretch to say for the I don't know I didn't watch the same clip you said you mm-hmm. saw but for the guy to say that a boot couldn't do that because I've mistakenly chipped things like this like I don't know this looks this bed frame's probably more expensive than anything I own but yeah like I've chipped pieces off of things before and mm-hmm. I it's not because I and I haven't used a knife but that's in that's crazy that he zoomed in on whatever that is on the bed if it is it probably is a pocket knife and I will show it's you something that flips. You- yeah. Let me show you what he did um, to to the piece of what I think is screenshot it here. Um, and if I can't show you guys this, it's it is online. And I'm sure he's right. That probably is the easiest way to do that kind of damage, like something that oh, you know it is one it off. Yeah. So when we're talking about this, like some people have said conspiracy theories. Well, yes, that's. I mean, honestly, what Johnny is alleging is almost a conspiracy theory where he says that it was this hoax. It was she had been planning this, and I mean, if you look at it. She's been taking photos of her husband in private and recordings of her husband in private since almost the beginning of the relationship without his knowledge and awareness. It is like building a repertoire against your partner, um, which is very interesting because usually we do that in order to leave an abuse. Yes, I get it to leave the abusive, but to do it for so many years. I mean, they were together for six years. Um, So, yeah. Anyways, I just sent you. You can see how he. Um, his is on the bottom right, the way he splintered the wood. And then you can see the the wood of the bed frame, um, the way it, it was splintered as well. Yeah, so, totally. You can take like a chip off of it. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And then I did want to show you what, um, so Johnny did to face a countertop, which I never, I never agree with all of his destruction of property in his own house. Um, I think in a sense that can be abusive as well. It's threatening. Um, It is. Yeah. But I also think there's, we were talking about mutual abuse. I've been looking more and more into mutual abuse um, compared to reactive abuse. So mutual abuse is like a super controversial term. I'm not a psychologist. We honestly should have a psychologist at some point to talk about this because it is so controversial because it is a way for the abuser to make sure that the victim has blame in the situation when it's them 
that are the abuser. Um, so it's like another way of revictimizing their victim. So of course, this could also be a way of reactive um, abuse. You know, you can only take so much um, and it leads you to do things like this. So he had written, why be a fraud? All is such bullshit on the countertop. Now, Amber had sent um, a text to Jody. I wanted to read that text, um, not just from her overall arching view. She said, I had an accident tonight, Jody. This was at 11.52 p.m. that night. I had an accident tonight, Jody. I'm really bruised. I may have a black eye or two tomorrow. Same with my nose. Nurse is on the way to make sure I don't have a concussion. There's a chance I might not be fit for tomorrow, but I won't know how bad the bruising is until tomorrow morning. Giving you a heads up. I'll call you tomorrow to let you know. Okay. Aaron Borum, who was her nurse, has no notes of this. Now, there were text messages exchanged between Aaron and Amber that evening. Um, there's no nurse's notes about any incident or anything up until, I believe, December 17th. We're going to look at those notes. Right. And just to remind people, like, healthcare, anyone that um, works in this, especially when you're hired by a celebrity, you think they'd have great detailed notes, especially if mm-hmm. Amber's, like, alleged this um, abuse has gone on for a really long time. You'd be like, okay, document it. Even Johnny's security team was like, hey, boss, we need to take a picture when he had his his bruise on his cheek. Like they know that this is not good. They need to document it. Yeah. And I'm I will saying say- more so the medical professionals. Yeah. Um, and Sean Bett would take photos of Johnny that evening from this this event. So we'll, we'll look at those photos. Um, so there was a text between Amber and Connell Cohen, who was her, I believe, psychologist psychologist or psychiatrist, one of the two. Um, but um, she said, Hey there, is there any way you can see me earlier on Thursday? Um, emergency. Can you please call me? And then she says 11 a.m. on Thursday or tomorrow, the same time tried to reach you by phone earlier. Hope you're okay. Then there was a text from Aaron Borum or her nurse to Amber says, I love you. Um, and then Amber says, thank you. I'm so freaked out back to Aaron. Then there's a text from Amber to Connell Cohen, um, and it says, Johnny did a number on me tonight. I'm safe and with my support tonight. And mind you, Connell Cohen has said in his notes that he believed that Johnny was physically abusive to Amber. Now, a couple of psychologists have kind of called this into question because he just had Amber's like side of the story in court. Mm-hmm. Is already, but um, she says, I'm safe. I'm with my support tonight, but need some real help. Can I come tomorrow? I called earlier because I thought I had a concussion and didn't know if I should have called the police, but I have a nurse close to me and Rocky and her have been here for me. Can I see you tomorrow? Again, there's no nurse's notes that Amber saw a nurse at all. Uh, Then I don't know what was said to Aaron, um, but Aaron wrote to Amber and said, shit, do you have any for tonight? And I can visit and refill for tomorrow. And the next day she would drop off medication for Amber. Well, what kind? I don't know. know. And there's, um, we'll look at her notes. And there's a text from Amber to Aaron. It says, tomorrow is fine. I think I'm okay for tonight. I took more Advil. Is that okay? A text from Aaron to Amber says, yes, to Advil. Applying ice once more before bed would be ideal if you can tolerate it. I'm really sorry you're going through this. And then there was a text from Amber to Aaron. And she says, I just found a bunch of Coke, which explains it. And then it kind of cuts off. So let me show you Amber's injuries um, that she claimed happened that evening. So there's several photos that have been brought in for this December incident. They're interesting to a lot of people. So keeping in mind all the injuries that we've said she withstood, right? Right. Here's this one. And it was weird. It was awkward in court because 
she explained all of this horrific damage and then she showed these photos and it was like she had to point out where the bruising was now some of these does have bruises he does yes Mm mm-hmm So some of these bruising has been called into question as to whether it was cosmetic bruising or whether it was physical assault bruising. Um, Where was she pointing out bruising besides under her eye? Where are we supposed to be looking? So she was pointing in her hairline as well. Now, mind you, these are the photos as well. They've been changed a couple of times. So they've been edited with different kind of filters over them. Um, sometimes show a little bit heavier bruising and a little bit less bruising, but these are what we have in court currently that I'm sending you right now. Got it. Mm -hmm. And then what's interesting. So we talked about the paparazzi seeing them that night. So that night, Amber and Johnny um, went out together. I don't see Um, the injury on her lip. Like that's what's in the first photo. That's interesting to me. So so she said it was difficult to see the, the injury on the lip in the first like three photos. Right. She said that in court. But then if you look at the other photos she shared, that was supposed to be from this incident. You would see, it looks like to me, okay, to me, mind you, I'm biased. It looks like a cold sore injury or she's also been picking her lips constantly in court. And this has been pointed out as something you do when you're on MDMA. Hmm. Well, I mean, Either way, like I said, I don't see it in the first photo, but I see it in the second. I know. It's weird. It is very weird. And Erin would say in her notes when she saw her the next day that she did have that um, that pick, I guess, or the the cut in her lip. And she and Amber did say that it was from when her and Johnny had had this like altercation, right? Um, but this is another photo Amber was claimed was from the incident just a few days later that shows her lip kind of healing. And I also wanted to send you photos of her scalp as well. Now, mind you, another thing that's interesting is in the court proceeding, she also issued this photo that I'm sending over and it's damage um, to like a side of a bed. That's Johnny's side of the bed where that damage is. So that's, it's just interesting because we're about to get into the other side of the story after I talk a little bit more about Amber's um, Mm -hmm. crew. Um, and what they have to say on it. It's so hard. And again, I just think it feels so icky to have to be looking at someone's um, like domestic violence photos or accusations of domestic violence because you're like, I don't see a bruise. On, and and I, I don't mean yeah. to discredit her. Just saying like what I physically see, I don't see that in picture A. I see it in picture B. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be looking for. And that's what sucks too about domestic violence. Abusers do know how to abuse people in a way that's not as visible or mm-hmm. um yeah because you can make a claim that you can't see it so yeah, i literally sucks. my stomach has been in knots honestly since seeing her on the stand just because i know she's mixing updates she's mixing up photos and i've just been like sick to my stomach over it because i yeah. i was sitting there and i what like i said in the last episode i wanted to leave at one point but i was like no i don't want people to think That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I think that I, you know, believe her and it sucks because I wish... I wish it was different. Um, and right now, like looking at her statement, like you said, yes, this is some of the most horrific violence you could ever possibly imagine. And But it sucks that it has to almost be called like it's being called into question and it sucks. And I've seen people say online, uh, there was someone that said, well, if she even did do this, like as women, shouldn't we just kind of back her anyways? And I'm like, no, she's lying about this. Like, I'm going to call it out. I'm sorry, but I am like, that's no, I'm not. You're going to damage domestic violence, um, victims voices. You're going to damage male victims of domestic abuse. Like it's not right. And unfortunately, like when she was pointing this all out in court, like, honestly, it took, everyone was kind of looking for the injuries, which yes, she does have, um, some marks under her eyes, which mm-hmm. yes, people have called out and said, it looks more like, um, Botox injection bruises. There's been people that have been posting online. You, I mean, now we're seeing the reaction to it in real time. People have been posting online, very similar injuries to the ones that she suggests that Johnny put on her and them in the hospital from their partners abusing them and being like, Oh, like, like this, like when I was, physically hit repetitively people even posting photos of Rihanna from when Chris Brown, I think it hit her like five times Mm -hmm. maybe. And she's like, she had to get reconstructive surgery for that. But Amber was almost smothered to death and like, like, you know, and that's what sucks about it not adding up. And that's why I say with this incident, this is the most icky of all the incidents because it's like, yeah, what it's the most violent. It's the most violent. Yeah. But yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, well, very violent. Yeah, yeah, sure. As I said that, I'm like, mm, there's a lot of violence here. Yeah. This is f- from December 17th, 2015 from Debbie Lloyd. This is her nurse notes. She says RN in contact with CT it's Amber to notify her that she will be able to deliver medications to her home. Like we said, she came, um, I guess yeah. the next day, excuse me, it's the 17th. RN waited at the door for several minutes after knocking CT greeted RN at door looking disheveled hair appeared unbrushed. CT appeared weepy and sad. Posture is slouched. CT told RN about argument with husband. RN offered emotional support, but reminded CT that RN could not stay as was on duty with another client and was only visiting in order to deliver the medication. Per CT, she had not had contact with her husband since altercation. CT had visible bright red spot or red blood, excuse me, appearing at center of lower lip. When RN made client aware she had an act of bleeding on her lip. CT stated that it was from an injury sustained in the argument between her and her husband. And then it continues to bleed actively. CT also states that her head is bruised and that she lost clumps of hair in the altercation. RN briefly looked at CT's scalp, but was unable to visualize the hematomas that CT had described. RN encouraged CT to be seen by physician Dr. Kipper or go to emergency slash urgent care for a thorough assessment. CT states that she will contact doctor. So. All right. So Debbie says the lip was bleeding and no visible hematomas. Yes. So then Amber did go into the doctor. She went into Dr. Kipper's office. So this is what's weird to me. 
he says that she was physically in the office on December 17th, 2015. However, if you look at Debbie Lloyd's nurse or notes, that's from December 17th, 2015 at 1130 or 11 o'clock PM. Maybe they met AM. I don't know. Cause that's almost the 18th. If she's bringing medication over the next day, it's really not that soon. So I don't know. That's weird. She says it was 2300 like Debbie. Oh, oh, then clearly it's that night. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I didn't like read it out to you. We'll, we'll put it up because it is doctor's notes. So we can, we can put it up for everyone to like read along with me when I read. Um, but Dr. Kipper's notes say that she was there the 17th. Yeah. So get this. So maybe he meant the 18th. I don't know, man. It's, so apparently she was That's- in office, right? And there was an assessment slash plan. So let me have a look here. Um, at present, um, and she didn't see Dr. Kipper. She saw another doctor in-house. I believe it was Dr. Monroe that she saw while there. Um, but Dr. Kipper did say if there had been any visible injuries like Amber described, they would have had to have reported it. Um, right. It's a mandate report, right? Yeah. So. Um, it says neurological at present, the patient is awake and fully, um, alert and fully oriented. Excuse me. There is no evidence of cognitive or language dysfunction, cranial nerves, visual fields are full, um, extraocular movements are full. So she seems like normal. Right. Um, and they did ask Dr. Kipper in. They're saying that because I think when you have brain damage, your eyes, you have nystagmus or you have like your pupils dilate, like your eyes do funny things. Yeah. So it says that she came in, um, because of, she was complaining that she had a headache after standing up too quickly. And she said that this had been going on for a couple of days. Mind you, if she's a domestic violence victim, yes, you, you lie about you know, how you got your injuries, especially if you don't want your end or you're trying to protect your partner, totally vibe with that. Um, So they talk about the assessment slash plan discussion. Um, So they prescribe her over-the-counter medication, Tylenol, um, along with Advil, you know, opting on and off, Mm -hmm. um, gave her reassurance. Um, Dr. Kipper was aware of the medical plan and is in agreement. The patient understands the medical plan and all questions are answered. The patient was told to contact Dr. Kipper or Monroe, the person that was treating her, if there were any questions to changes of health. The patient also instructed to go directly to the emergency room or dial 911. That's normal. Should they experience any dizziness, um, mm-hmm. extreme sleepiness, potential breathing problems, vomiting, confusion, difficulty? Um, yes. So all she got was over-the-counter medication and there was no injuries noted at all. To and there's no concussion. No uh, concussion. Did a concussion either. No concussion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And I just also- want to call out again, even reading these two medical professionals document documents, clearly that nurse that would have been with her on the night, uh, when 15th, 16th, mm, the actual night. Mm. Oh, the actual night, the nurse. So the there was no, nurse, there was no, right. nurse, the there would, there would be the nurse doctor. notes. There would mm-hmm. be these documented nurse notes. Like, I mean, nurse Debbie's documenting that her hair is unbrushed. Like I, there would yeah. be, there would be notes. Yeah. Um, and I don't doubt that they had a fight cause we're going to get into this sure. whole thing. Um, so before we get any farther in this, it should be noted when Amber made her initial claims in 2016 for her temporary restraining order, there were only three alleged incidents of abuse. And these abuse accusations were only recalled by Rocky, her friend Io, and Amber, okay? Um, as we know, 
these events obviously have multiplied. We're, you know, we've talked about several of them. But originally, the three were the May 21st incident of 2016, when Amber claimed that Johnny threw that phone at her face, right? The April 21st incident of 2016, which was Poopgate, where if you remember, the original documents never even mentioned that someone had pooped the bed between the three of them. And an unknown date in December of 2015. They didn't list the date. Now, Amber was photographed heavily in December of 2015. Could that be why there was no physical date? Like, it's weird. It's weird that you wouldn't, you're listing all these specific dates, but you're not listing this one. And this date wouldn't come until IO wrote a Refinery29 article where they had stated that they had had to call 911. Mm. So, and this was concerning that May 21st incident, because remember, IO was supposedly yeah. one of the ones that called 911, right? Like um, two hours after the incident. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It wouldn't give any information, really, useful information. Even though they sound like Rocky, to be personally, like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, we've already gone through that in the narcissist tales. So... As early as December 20th, Amber was photographed at the Melrose Flea Market. I want to share you with you a couple of these photos um, of her at the Melrose Flea Market. Now, some of these I have gotten from Incredibly Average. Brian will link his video concerning this incident. Um, he has a very thorough video concerning what happened between the couple in December of 2015. Um, but this is her with a fan, it looks like. And this is her with Rocky. Now, mind you, she does have glasses on, so you can't see those bruises she's alleged that she has. But I don't even see the little, the cut on the lip, though. Oh, I can't see crap in these photos. I'm sorry. That's what's hard about this. So what's also interesting is Rocky, in her statement, claims that Amber actually called her into the apartment. Now, that's extremely difficult or different than what Amber had said happened. Amber mm -hmm. says she can't remember. And then Rocky was just there, you know, and she's saying, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Um, I don't doubt. And this is the issue with this. And I feel really bad saying it, but I don't doubt that Amber lied to her friends. I really don't. And I think that especially Rocky, I think was coming from a really good place. Rocky and her are no longer friends, by the way, anymore. I don't know if I mentioned mm -hmm. that, to you, um, but they are now former, former friends, which is interesting to me because they've been friends since childhood. So what on earth broke that friendship up? Because I feel like that's, I mean, there wouldn't be much that would break me up for my best friend, Alicia. So it and would who was the one that wrote her the letter? Sorry, I'm forgetting. That Jennifer wrote Howell. That was to Whitney, though. Oh, to Whitney. Okay. I was going to say like, well, yeah, I mean, like when you're, it takes something big for your friendship to be called into question if you're lifelong friends. And it's usually lying. Yes. Um, or yes. yeah, putting them in this tough position. Okay. So Rocky says on this occasion, Amber asked me to come over to her place to check her out. I could see that her head was bloody where a chunk of her hair had been ripped out from the back of her head, um, close to the crown. Her face was red and her nose was swelling up. Her lip was bleeding. She told me that Johnny had head butted her. She said that she thought she might have a broken nose. I helped Amber with her injuries and called for assistance from a private nurse who was part of the concierge medical service, which Johnny and Amber used. So it would have been Aaron. Mm -hmm. I then took photos from uh, with my phone of the injuries. I photographed Amber's face and took photos of the apartment. There was a broken glass under the dining room table. I haven't seen that photo just by the way. Um, in the kitchen, a message was scrawled into the kitchen counter with a gold Sharpie. Parts of it were ineligible to me, but the words said to the effect, why be a fraud? All is such bullshit. 
I then went upstairs and took photographs of the damage. I photographed a big clump of hair on the floor, which was blonde in color. It clearly belonged to Amber. And there was a wooden platform bed, which had a partially broken frame and a um, body-shaped imprint in the bedding. Amber told me that she and Johnny had started to argue in the bedroom and that at some point it started to escalate and got physical. She tried to get away and he grabbed her by the shoulders and headbutted her and threw her on the bed. She said that when she tried to get away, he grabbed her by the hair and pulled it out. She said he then threw her on the bed face down and was holding her down. She told me I couldn't breathe. I thought he was actually going to kill me. She said that he was kicking her in the back. And that's how the bed broke. Apparently when his foot slipped and kicked the bed and punching her in the back of the head. Eventually she managed to get away from him. Johnny then left. Neither Amber or I got much sleep that night. The next day, Amber had to make an appearance on the James Corden show. I was at Amber's apartment and she got ready for the show. Amber and I were exhausted and Amber was shaken, upset and trying to pull herself together for the show. Samantha was styling her and Melanie was doing her makeup and Adar was doing her hair. Everyone was in damage control mode and appeared to be aware of Amber's injuries. I remember Adir or Adar, excuse me if I'm probably butchering his name, um, telling Amber not to touch her hair because he had styled it to cover up the clump that had been pulled out. And Melanie telling Amber that they were going to do a certain kind of lip to cover the swelling. We all went to the studio and were together in the green room before the show. Melanie and Adir did touch-ups on Amber's hair and makeup while Samantha and I sat on the small sofa. I remember that Samantha had put her arm around me as if to comfort me, and I leaned towards her. So that's Rocky's account. That's pretty crazy. That Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, is that maybe they did see injuries and saw damage, but again, it sucks to question, was this self-inflicted or was this from an actual, like, and, yeah, yeah, event? It sucks. Um, so let me talk about IO for a second here. Um, so IO, let's go over to their witness statement. Okay, so Io says, I was in Cincinnati filming a TV show. The TV show was, let me tell you what it was. Ooh. It was with MTV with Neve from... Catfish. Yes, thank you. I was like, I know what this is. Um, Io was a co-host with him. Suspect was a show. It only lasted a season. I remember getting a text from Amber. I was immediately worried about her. I cannot remember her exact words, and I no longer have access to the text message. But she conveyed to me clearly that Johnny had beat her up badly. I told her I would get on the first flight back that I could get. I was supposed to return home the very next day, but I had asked a production crew to bring my flight forward so that I could leave as soon as filming was over um, that evening. I remembered Amber saying that she was booked to do a television show. I remember having an exchange with her saying, can you get out of it? She said she couldn't get out of it, uh, but that Melanie Inglesis her makeup artist and friend and Jody, her publicist were going to go with her. I was on the plane flying black with Delta and they showed the James Corden show. So I watched it on the plane. I noticed immediately because I know her so well that her lips and her face were swollen and that she was not herself. I thought, Oh shit, whatever happened was not good. That's interesting to me. Let me just pause here and send you over um, a couple of photos of Amber. You can watch not the full episode of that James Corden show, but the clips that you can watch are interesting because she does this like with her and I would just think it would split your lip, especially someone who gets cold sores an awful lot. I'm not saying that it was a cold sore, but like I have split lips often um, when you're grimacing and everything, like you try your best not to do anything like that or eat salty foods or like anything else just because you don't want to resplit it. Yeah. 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 Sorry. There's like so much evidence with this, but when we're talking about this case, I just want to back up 
things with evidence. I don't want to just be talking out of my ass concerning it. It's nice to be able to see and make your own observations about this. Oh, yeah. That's like the main thing of like, what do you think um, when it comes to this? And like, honestly, you can watch clips of it. She, but I don't know her. Like IO said, sure. They, we know her, so perhaps she wasn't being herself. Um, and it's easy for me to say, oh, she seems fine, you know. And Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, under that much makeup and, and you have yeah. to put on your happy face to go out into the limelight, sure. I don't know. It's hard to say. So Io continues with, when I arrived in L.A., I went straight to the penthouse, I believe, from the airport. Amber was still in her outfit from the, sh- outfit from the show, excuse me. And she was in the kitchen with Rocky and maybe someone else. She had full makeup on, but she was distraught. She looked emotionally crushed. She showed me the part of her scalp where the clump of hair had been pulled out and where her lip was hurt. I asked Amber to tell me what happened. This is what I remember she told me. She described Johnny dragging her up the stairs by the hair. He pushed her face down into the bed in penthouse four, where he punched her in the back of the head repetitively or repeatedly, excuse me. She told me he pushed her face so hard into the bed that she was afraid she was going to suffocate and that she was going to die. Her voice broke, recalling the fear, and she cried. She said that she somehow got out of it and managed to stand stand up. They were both on their feet, and he headbutted her straight in the face. So that's different. That's different. Mm -hmm. Because that all supposedly happened before we got to the bed situation. Yeah, I just mothering was the last thing in her original statement, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, I'm not sure if he broke my nose, but she said he used his full force of his body to headbutt her in the center of her face. I remember for me, this was a turning point in my feelings for him. I remember thinking, I don't know how this is supposed to continue after this. I saw the aftermath too. I saw a clump of hair on the floor. It looked to be blonde, long hair, like Amber's and length and color. I saw a wine spill or stain of some kind, like a bottle of wine had been spilt. I went up to the bedroom to look around at some point and saw blood on her pillow where she had slept. I remember her, my heart breaking because I knew how badly it had gotten and it was undeniable. There were no excuses to be made for him anymore. For me, it suddenly went from, I'm a child of addicts who has a lot of rope or behavior that you're not in control of to, I don't care what caused this because nothing can ever make this okay. She told me that she had felt like she had to go ahead with the James Corden show because it was too late to pull out. I remember her telling me Melanie, her makeup artist, had had to cover the injuries with makeup. And she told me she had collapsed crying into Samantha McMillan's shoulder. That's interesting. We'll get to that. When she arrived to help her get ready and dress her. Samantha's her stylist. Mm -hmm. Amber clearly appeared to me to be rattled. She said that she she couldn't reconcile being in love with someone who was so violent towards her. I asked her if she would be open to reporting him to the police. And she said, I don't want to get him in trouble. And what about his kids? She was still trying to protect him and didn't want his kids to know he was doing this. This is interesting to me because the very next day, Amber would text Lily Rose asking her if she wanted to get together. So if you are so badly, it's, that's just, it's interesting. Um, At that point, the idea of making it public was still unthinkable to her. I told her that her safety was more important, but she kept saying that it would destroy him and she didn't want to do it. It was as if she felt guilty about taking action to protect herself and if it meant causing him harm. 
We talked about it, and the understanding was, as soon as you call the police, it will be front page of every magazine in the world, and it would destroy him and destroy his career. She did not want to do that. I left LA after this happened because I had to go back to film. But at this point, Johnny and I were no longer friends. Interesting with what we know about Lily Rose and what yeah. I did to Lily Rose, but got it. We talked about that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I told Amber, I did not feel comfortable with her being alone with him. I don't feel comfortable with anyways. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So that's IO's account. What's very interesting about IO's account. Number one, like I said, Amber had tried to text Lily Rose to see if she wanted to hang out the very next day after this assault had happened. Um, so that's interesting. I also want to note Johnny also had text. Um, so Johnny had actually texted Isaac Baruch on December the 18th. And let me pull up that text message for you of what he had told one of his best friends, one of his friends that was living in the penthouses together with Amber and all of her cohorts that were living there. Everyone living there rent free. on Everybody. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, I want to be best friends just to like live in downtown. <laughs> Jesus. You're here like, I'll be a good tenant. Yeah, I'll be I'll like, quiet. Best. <laughs> okay. So on December 18th, um, he texts Isaac saying, I'm staying up at Sweetser for the moment. The penthouse three marriage has gone sideways. We've been amazing for like four months. And then her fucking temper. I can't live like that, man. She's going to fucking kill me one day. Yikes. So <laughs> it's like, it's he said, she said. Like, this is the it craziest is. incident. It's the craziest fucking incident. Um, so, okay. Io, another interesting thing about that entire statement. They say that they flew back right like mm-hmm. the very next day or not even the next day they saw night after the james uh corden show right um yeah there's instagram location tags that incredibly averages brian has pointed out that makes an extremely convincing argument that io did not actually go back to the penthouses yeah to see amber after this incident and we're going to link to his video i'm not going to go through all of the stuff that he presented but it seems like maybe someone was in cincinnati ohio during this time and never made that trip home okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Because that's, what time does that, that show is a late, late show, right? So it's like really super late. If you're flying back, you see the show. Yeah, you would be able to tell if that really, if that was your your path of travel. It's interesting where you are if you never, made it back to see her in person. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know. The whole thing is very, and I, I don't know. Check out Brian's video because that mm. it is a, it's a trip. It's a little wonderment down a lane where you're just like, where did you really go home? Because then of course they continue filming like IO said, um, but it is, it's interesting. Um, they also in their article, IO's article about this whole incident, um, they said, and let me just read you their excerpt. IO said until finally in December, she described an all out assault where she woke up with her pillow covered in blood. I know this because I went to their house. I saw the pillow with my own eyes. I saw the busted lip, the clumps of hair on the floor. I got the phone call immediately after it happened. Her screaming and crying, a stoic woman, woman, excuse me, reduced to sobs. I understood her heartbreak. Then another excerpt. I watched a woman with a broken spirit go on national television the next night, covered in makeup, smiling through a bloody lip, who nearly jumped out of her seat when someone casually put a hand on her shoulder because she didn't know what was coming. I don't know Amber, so I can't make a claim there, but I didn't see her. I don't know. Watch, watch the clips online. Yeah. I want to watch that. that. Yeah. So anyways, wait, in that statement, she woke up to a bloody pillow. That's it. So IO is kind of claiming that he tried to suffocate her with a pillow and excuse me, maybe they meant the, the pillow top, the bed, but But also she said she woke up on the floor sitting next to the bed. Yeah. They're just very inconsistent statements, all of them. So maybe a friend forgot a detail, but like everyone's got different details. Yeah, it's very interesting. So real quick, let me touch on Whitney's statement. (laughs) Well, the devil's in the details. I think that's why there's an entire court case where they're putting all of this into evidence because there's details, details, details and statements and the the details need to match up. Uh, It's like crazy. But I do find Whitney's statement. I found that very interesting because at this point in time, Whitney was moved out of the penthouses. Um, Because remember, she'd been living with a couple in the penthouses. Then shortly after that March incident, Mm -hmm. went sideways, right? Yeah. Um, So, and it's interesting what she claims, because she claims it was because she had sold um, photos of them at the wedding, right? Um, And Johnny had gotten mad about that and whatever and kicked her out of the penthouses. Really, we've got several people saying that, no, she was afraid that Amber was going to kill Johnny. And so she removed herself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Whitney says towards the end of 2015, things had gotten worse in their relationship. As I explained, there was a long period in 2015 where I was estranged from Amber and Johnny because Johnny had falsely accused me of leaking and selling stories to the media. Amber and I weren't really on speaking terms in December when this incident took place. However, I do remember going over to, and she lists the address of 849 Broadway. It's just blocked out around that time to collect some of my things. I had moved out and was staying with my boss, but had left a bunch of things there. I remember seeing that the bed was disheveled. It had a very heavy wood frame, and I noted it had splintered and that there was a chip in the wood. There was blonde hair and blood stuck in the splinter of the bed frame. Oh. Mm-hmm. The clump moved. And, that- the, and the picture does not have blood, guys, just by the way. Yeah, it's not visible, not visible. No, Um, I had not heard about the fight on December 15th, 2015 at that point, because Amber and I were not speaking at that time, but I was immediately alarmed. I remember imagining what kind of force it would have taken to do that because it was such a heavy and solid frame. I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it was around December 15th, 2015. 
and I didn't think to take a picture of it. In fact, I didn't think we would ever have to document this. At the time, I wasn't speaking with Amber, so I didn't immediately raise this particular incident with her. Let me tell you, if I walked into my brother's house and was not even speaking with him, but I saw that kind of physical damage, I'd be raising some questions, if not even calling the authorities. If you saw blood and hair stuck to a bed frame, yeah. Yes. Yes. You'd be bringing it up. Yeah, I'm sorry to say. Yeah. But I remember being very worried and resolved to figure out a way to reconcile with her. I reached out to Amber soon after this, and we reconciled a few days late or a few weeks later, excuse me, sometime in early January 2016, sometime before the Art of Elysium charity that I was working on, Jennifer Howell's charity. I remember going over to see her at 849 Broadway. I hadn't seen her for months, and I remember being shocked by how different she looked. She'd lost so much weight. I assured her that I had never sold any story to the media. Johnny came in and we were in the penthouse kitchen and he was really off his face and gave me this huge hug saying, sis, we have missed you and made my stomach turn. But if it meant I could be near Amber and a part of her life. But even after that, I was not comfortable being around Johnny. So I wasn't around much and I didn't really have the opportunity to talk to her about what I had seen in the apartment that day in December and what had happened then. It was only much later that I heard the details about what had happened in this incident, most likely during the divorce. Amber told me that she had grabbed her by the hair, pulled her hair out. So this is all, to be frank, hearsay, like, you know, how Johnny's... Very much later. Yeah, because yeah, very much later she's telling That's her story. Punched her, headbutted her, and almost suffocated her on the bed. She said that she had to go on TV the following day and had her hair and makeup covered up by the injuries. So that's Whitney. Mm-hmm. Last one in Amber's camp, we've got Melanie. So Melanie is actually Amber's makeup artist, but also still like best friends forever with Amber. They've been friends for forever. Um, they she even went to Coachella with Amber. Um, there's, she still is with Amber. It's not just like a professional basis, you know what I mean? Um, so let me pull up and that's the issue because we're going to also look at her stylist who's Savannah and Savannah McMillan still works for Johnny Depp. So we've got two people that styled Amber that day for the James Corden show who are, in my opinion, biased for both teams. You you know what I mean? Like, sure. But she was styling. She was styling Amber that day. And yeah. didn't Amber say she collapsed on her shoulder, or someone's uh, no. Someone's statement said they, that she was crying on her shoulder. Yes, but Melanie does say that Amber was a wreck. So this is where we've got like that. He said, she said, like I said. Um, but so Melanie says, the first time I saw physical evidence of Johnny's abuse was before Amber was scheduled to appear on the Late Show with James Corden. Amber and I were supposed to go bowling the night before, but Amber told me that she could not join as she had been in a bad fight. Johnny, I came over to the Eastern Columbia building to apply makeup before her TV appearance. And as I walked into her kitchen, I saw writing on the countertop in gold marker. She attached a photo of it. Um, I also saw that a number of Amber's possessions had been smashed or destroyed. I haven't heard any other like Amber didn't even mention that in court last week. Um, when I saw Amber, I immediately noticed that she had a split lip and a bruise near her eye. I also saw that there was a chunk of hair missing from her head. Amber told me that Johnny had tried to suffocate her throughout the time. I was applying makeup on Amber's injuries. We discussed whether it would be possible to keep the fact of Johnny's violence a secret. 
Amber repeatedly told me that she did not want to expose this part of her life to the public and that she was considering canceling the appearance altogether. I also remember that Adir, uh, who has not made a statement, by the way, Amber's hairstylist, was working on Amber's hair while I did Amber's makeup. Adir and I both discussed how we had noticed that Amber was missing a chunk of her hair, and Adir noted that he was being careful to work around the missing chunk and to cover it up. Meanwhile, I was working on Amber's makeup and distinctly remember having no choice but to use a bright red lipstick that day because it was the only way to cover the injury on her lip. I was also able to cover the bruise adjacent to Amber's eye using makeup. After I finished applying her makeup and Adir finished with makeup, Amber's hair, excuse me, we all went to the studio for Amber's appearance on James Corden's show. While there, Amber turned it on and hid the emotions that she shared with us at her penthouse. As I have seen her act on numerous and other occasions to prevent others from learning about her troubles with Johnny. However, looking back on pictures of Amber from that appearance, I can see where Amber was bruised and that Amber's lip had been injured. And she signs. So that's the makeup artist account. We then have Savannah McMillan, um, who was a uh, stylist for Amber. So she was just styling her. She wasn't doing Amber's makeup or anything like that, basically mm-hmm. getting her ready for the show. Right. Um, she still works with Johnny. So like I said, um, Melanie still works for Amber. So there can definitely be a bias here. Samantha says, excuse, did I say Savannah McMillan? There's like two names that are so similar. So excuse me, Samantha McMillan. Um, Savannah, I believe, is uh, Amber's friend who is like illegally in the United States that was working for her. Oh, yeah. The 18 year old. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Samantha, no, yeah. excuse me, Samantha McMillan. So allegedly illegally working. <laughs> so on December 16th, 2015, Samantha says, I spent much of the afternoon and the early evening with Miss Hurd preparing her to appear on the James Corden show. I saw her throughout the day of December 16th, 2015 in good light at a close range, wearing no makeup throughout the day of December 16th. I could see clearly that Miss Hurd did not have any visible marks, bruises, cuts, or injuries to her face or any other part of her body. She appeared as a guest on the James Corden show that day. After the show, Ms. Hurd said to me, can you believe I just did that show with two black eyes? Ms. Hurd did not have any black eyes and had been visibly uninjured throughout the day and at that moment. I later learned that Ms. Hurd had accused Mr. Depp in court filings and the media of violently abusing her on that previous night of December 15th, 2015. As I was leaving Ms. Hurd's company on December 16th, I overheard Ms. Hurd say to her friend Rocky, or Raquel Pennington, excuse me, who came to the show with her, make sure you get those pictures onto my computer. Although I did not know what photos she was referring. Five months later on May 24th, so then she skips ahead to another um, incident. So that's Samantha's account. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, all these people are in cro- close proximity and it's so, um, there's such large discrepancies about what they all saw. Yeah. Very large. So let me head over to what Johnny says happened that evening. Uh, whose statement did they say Amber was crying on someone's shoulder and whose shoulder? Mantha. And Samantha doesn't mention anything about no. her being so upset and crying on her shoulder. No. And Samantha has been very firm in the fact that she saw no injuries on Amber, like ever. 
Right. So yeah, no. So we'll head over to what Johnny says happened. Um, He also talked about this, obviously in court, we've hit that point. So Johnny does what he normally does because in the United Kingdom trial, he had to like defend or whatever. So he put Amber's statement and then kind of rebutted it, you know? Uh, So he basically quotes it in the beginning. And then he says, I was at the penthouse in which I live with Miss Heard on the 15th of December, 2015, but I was not violent towards Miss Heard in any way. In fact, on this date, Miss Heard violently attacked me as she had done many times before, leaving me with a number of scratches and swelling around my face. Miss Heard had fabricated these allegations, including falsely claiming that the blonde hair on the floor was her hair that had been pulled out by me. I remember this period as one in which Ms. Hurd was continually trying to argue with me and at times would physically assault me. Clearly, if Ms. Hurd had actually been assaulted in the way that she described above, she would have had very severe and visible injuries. There is no evidence whatsoever of this having been the case. And indeed, just the next day, she taped an episode of the James Corden talk show where the visible absence of any injury is apparent. Ms. Heard's stylist, Samantha McMillan, worked with Ms. Heard many hours in the afternoon of December 16, 2015, preparing for the Corden show. I understand from my U.S. lawyers that Ms. McMillan gave a declaration that a makeup-free Ms. Heard had no marks on her whatsoever. Yet, after the show was over, Ms. Heard said to Ms. McMillan, can you believe I just did that show with two black eyes? Now, in court, Johnny would say, he. Um, I think both of them have kind of... In, in all of the instances, just given more background, which is fair mm-hmm. um, to each sure. incident, right? So Johnny says that that evening, and he this is the incident. I don't know if you saw in videos, but he stood up and described to the court kind of what was happening in the house. So he said Amber was throwing wild punches kind of at the back of his head at first, and he mm-hmm. like you know, hid and, and was trying to run from her. And he got to the bedroom, and he tried to restrain her. So she was still yeah. wildly throwing punches at him. And so he grabbed, he says he grabbed both of her arms and pulled them down and was just holding her. But he said she was still very angry, very animated, was trying to knee at him. And this led to the headbutt. So the headbutt is not. Not an inten- in his description, not an intentional headbutt in an aggressive yeah. way. It's they hit heads during this struggle. Yes. And both of them have confirmed the headbutt did happen. So we, we do know. They met heads. They met heads. Yeah. Their heads met. So. He says he was able to escape Amber only after she made the, oh, my God, you, you headbutted me remark, right? Um, now, he was able to leave. Seven to eight minutes later, Amber came into their bedroom, their, their own bedroom, right? Kleenex to her nose. This is according to Johnny. And he said the Kleenex was wet, red, but he knew he'd made no connection to her nose. He says they'd hit, they'd bumped heads, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he said he knew he hadn't. So he kind of said he went into placation mode with, oh my God, what happened? Let me see. When she said, way to go, Johnny, you broke my nose. So, um, she wouldn't let him see anything. So he just waited for her to dispose of the Kleenex. Now he says when she did dispose of the Kleenex in their joint bathroom, he checked on it and he said that there was nail polish on the Kleenex. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement. If that's true, that's right. crazy. If it's not true, that's a crazy statement to make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
There is audio of Johnny saying, I headbutted you in the fucking forehead that doesn't break a nose. Now, this is from the July 16th or 2016 secret meeting that they had um, after the TRO had been filed, after divorce had been filed, that that friend set them up secretly, right? I've heard that before. I think I could hear pieces of it now. Yeah. So what, um, as as a third-party listener with really no, <laughs> what's your takeaway from that? Um, he's acknowledging that their heads met. He's saying he didn't break her nose. Yeah, that's a, that's what. OK, so today I was like, am I crazy? Because I've always heard the headbutt like connection story. Obviously, that's like one of the most damning pieces of evidence that in the text messages that he sent, which I do not stand by those fucking text messages, just by the way. Um, but um, those are like the only def- defense, I guess, like the Amber crew keeps coming. And then the drugs, it's like either drugs. How much does Johnny pay you? Or he said he had butted her, <laughs> or there's these texts. Like that's the that's the like always the rebuttal with Johnny's lawyer or Amber's lawyers, excuse me. Um, so today I was like, am I crazy? Yes, I'm biased. So thank you because I was listening to it and I was like, he's confirming that yes, and like he he said in court that was his way to placate her, just be like, I didn't. And he said too at that point in time their relationship was over. He wasn't fighting for a relationship at all. So he was just like, yeah, I had butted you. But like it doesn't break a nose, like I and you're over here like claiming, you know, that. Um, but then again, I don't know them. <laughs> so the counterclaim, I'm just understanding. So like the, uh, the argument to that is that he said on Amber's side is that they're saying, well, you said you had headbutted her. Yeah, just okay. like the finger incident with like Dr. Kipper's text that we read aloud. Oh, he he said like, you cut your own finger off. No, he said yeah. he cut his finger. Yeah, yeah. He's saying it happened. This happened. Yeah. So I'm sure you've noticed uh, neither party has said what this particular fight is about. True. Mm-hmm. What was it about? Well, we don't know, but fun fact. <laughs> yeah. On December 15th, 2015, that was the day that it was announced that Amber Heard would have to appear in front of an Australian court concerning the jog smuggling incident of April of 2015. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one likes getting that news. No, this is something that incredibly average as Brian pointed out in his video on this of in our biased stance, who would be more angry in that particular situation? My speculation in all of this, and this is just a speculation. Personally, I think Johnny Depp and I think Amber as well know exactly what that fight was about in April or excuse me, that night in December. Yeah. I think he is still not saying what it was about in order to protect her because as we know, and we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, she is still under investigation for perjury in Australia for taking her dogs into that country illegally. So. Or didn't get admitted. (laughs) Jeez, Louise. Mm-hmm. So there's just one more person concerning this incident. And if you're still here with us, I'm so sorry. This has been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's been a nightmare to compile, to be honest. And you guys don't even know, but we went to film this the other day and all of my notes disappeared. And I had a whole mental breakdown because this is a uh. lot to compile and kind of pull everything together. Um, but we just have Kevin Murphy's statement. Now, of course, this is Johnny Depp's assistant. We've talked about Kevin Murphy at length. Um, so let's just look at what he said real quick about this December incident. Um, it's very short and sweet and to the point. Um, so he was called to the house on December the 16th. He says short. So day after this altercation took place, right? 
He says, shortly after I arrived, Miss Heard called me from the upstairs in the master bedroom. When I went upstairs, I found her sitting at the edge of the bed and crying. Miss Heard said that Mr. Depp had hit her in the face several times and pulled out her hair. I want to pause here real quick and just say the reason Kevin was at the house was supposedly Johnny had left a mess in the penthouse and Amber had called him because she wanted to get the maid and every everything else. Mm. Um, I'm not sure on that that's just from amber's account there was a text message that was sent of like johnny left a real dent in the place we're gonna need like a maid or something like before but i don't know i remember standing roughly four feet away and becoming suspicious as miss Hurd did not appear to be wearing any makeup on this occasion and there were no marks bruises cuts redness or swelling to miss Hurd's face nor was there any on her head where her hair appeared to have been pulled out I believe she was waiting on a stylist and or a makeup artist to arrive at this time. About an hour or so following this discussion, Miss Hurd told me that she wanted to show me something in the bedroom of Penthouse 4. I followed Miss Hurd to the upstairs bedroom of Penthouse 4, and she showed me a tuft of hair that she claimed Mr. Depp had pulled out of her head the previous evening. Because I was suspicious of these claims, I immediately took a photograph of the hair with my mobile phone. I was subsequently shocked to see a photo on the internet, which has been produced by Miss Hurd, showing the hair she had claimed had been pulled out by Mr. Depp and an injury to her head. When I compared this photograph I had taken on my mobile phone to the hair, it looked quite different than the hair in the photograph that Miss Hurd had presented as evidence. Oof. I have exhibited the photo that I took of her hair along with the photo that Miss Hurd had taken and believe the differences are apparent. Let me send those to you, Max, because I, I want to I see this. Yeah. Also different than Whitney's statement of it was on the bed. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of it's long and straight, you see. And then the other is like a clump, which looks more believable of like the pulling out. But they are really different. Mm-hmm. One looks like the smaller of the two looks like scissors, like a chop. If that It looks like a trim. And then the other one looks like a clump. Also. Like a wad. Like I'm I'm a bitch extensions like if we like do you, you know anyways yeah mm-hmm. that's really different they are very different yeah it's very you're listening mm-hmm. um which one was his photo the clump I think it's the ones without the blue I think the blue is what Amber has submitted and the clump is what he he took hmm I know because yeah the photos you think are, you'd submit the clump like yeah. Yeah, because it looks more like a... Looks like it got yanked out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Whoa. Um, He says, I understand that it is alleged by the defendants that in the course of physically abusing Ms. Hurd, Mr. Depp broke the bed frame of the bed with his boot. Also took a photo of the bed at the time, which is exhibited. Yeah. So that's the end of Kevin's statement. Did the bed match the, the evidence bed? There's a lot of people that saw or were part of this incident. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's hard is like, I I don't want to leave anyone out. I don't want to leave Amber's text messages out because I think they're valid and like, um, not valid, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like they substantiate her side a hundred percent, but you can see whatever that is, corkscrew, pocket knife, whatever. It's still on the bed on the bed. Yeah. Also the imprint of a person. Remember, I think it was IO that said you could still see the imprint of the person on the bed. I don't know. It just seems like a disheveled bed to me. But I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't know. the whole thing. 
if this were like a military bed, the things are such tight, like sure, but it's kind of a frumpy comforter. So I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. I also want to share with you the paparazzi photo. So again, yeah. remember they were, they were photographed yes. that night. Right. So, Oh, I didn't even share with you Johnny Depp's injury photos. Good God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Johnny says that he was scratched up that night by Amber, right? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me give you those before we get into the pop photos. This is his. These were taken by Sean Bett. Just so weird. I've seen that man. That's so strange. Yeah, no, in real life. That's nuts. I haven't seen any of Amber's crew yet because obviously I think all of them are going to be video depots though. For the most part anyways. Okay. So this is what is said to happen to Johnny. So you can see there's like a cut on his nose. Oh, yeah. Um, right by his ear. You can see almost like a huge scratch mark like across and down. Down. Yeah. Yep. And then there's even like a little cut here and a cut on his nose. But let me show you their paparazzi photos from that night. So that night, the couple would go out for dinner, right? And you can argue, okay, I get this. Maybe this happened beforehand because Amber, let me show you a full photo of the two of them. Amber looks fine and she's not covered up at all. Okay. Um, I'm still examining Johnny. Hang on. Yeah, no, examine Johnny. Sorry. And give me any of your thoughts and feedback. It's a a lot easier to look. I'll just say as a disclaimer, it's a lot easier to look at Johnny's photos because clearly we know he has no makeup on. (laughs) They're like, okay, well, it is what it is. There's not like a, did this get filtered, edited, altered with makeup? Like, No, it looks pretty. For itself. Yeah. They're pretty clear. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I will say that. Um, and you're not having to like point out, well, I know you just showed me, but <laughs> I could see with my eye, I just had to open it up. Um, next photo. What's this paparazzi photo? Yeah. So this is the two of them that night. And then let me give you a closer look up of both of them. So we've got Amber. So she seems okay. Mind you, it's hard to see. Is it? I mean, her head's down. There's hard to see yeah. anything. But then if you look at Johnny's, so he, where was this clump of hair? Sorry to interrupt. Where's this clump of hair supposed to be from the back of her head? I don't know, man. I don't because even the photo she sent, like we, I showed you that earlier. It doesn't like on the top of her head. Yeah. But to me, it doesn't even look like someone ripped anything out. Cause to me, so she says it's pussy. It's oozy. The pussy and oozy. It shouldn't happen for a few weeks. Like to be honest, cause that would show like infection, right. Or like whatever. But even the clip or the photo she shared, I, I didn't find it looked like anything had been ripped out. There's like pigmentation there, but. Or was that photo supposed to show her bruising? Remember there was like, no, I think that's supposed to be from when it got ripped out, man. That, that one photo. Cause if the stylist is supposed to be styling around a clump missing, that's a big clump. And I mean, the pile of hair on the floor, I'm not like an analyst here, but it was like not that much hair to have to like style around, but I'm zoomed into it right now. Like, let me send you the zoomed in photo. I just, I just zoomed into it. You can hear my little clip. I'll send it to you. But okay, first before, let me send you Johnny. If you look closely at Johnny's face, you can see already the scratches that he has on them that are replicated in that photo. So I do personally believe that the altercation had already happened that night. Obviously, he's covered up too. He's got his hat on. He's got his glasses on. He's, you know, and I mean, you can say too, he's more famous than her. So maybe he's just trying to like be more incognito than she is. But I don't know, man, like the way that the scratches still line up, especially his yeah, his nose is really visible. Yeah, that's an interesting theory, though, about how about it happening, them being out after the altercation. Because mm-hmm. his nose does look the same as the other pictures. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it's easy to dismiss as well. But I just think it's 
Yeah. I don't know. And now we're at the end of this finally. So I apologize. We've gone on way too long, but Amber would be photographed constantly throughout this month. In the next episode, we're going to get into what happened. This will be a lot of a, sh- it'll be a shorter episode for sure. Um, but what happened on the Island that Christmas, but Johnny would not be photographed again until January 2nd, 2016. So again, beginning of the year in Palm Springs at the film festival where he was looking a bit worse for wear. Let me send you some of these um, photos, but also there was a Metro news article that went out that I would like to read you the opening of that week. Because with all of the injuries Amber said she sustained, not only in this incident, because you could say it's been a couple of weeks, obviously, maybe she's healed up. Her makeup stylist has been able to kind of cover things up. Um, But she then says she withstood more injuries while on the island. And we'll get into that next week. But it it sucks that it's all like a conspiracy theory, which is just like, I don't know. It's shitty. I mean, again, to play devil's advocate, maybe he had some of those scratches or something on his face. Not all, not the crazy ones on the side. I'm saying his nose, what we can see in the paparazzi. I'd say the side if, one is pretty clear that it the was side one super clear. Yeah. yeah. Unless maybe she was fighting to get him off. Like, you know, devil's advocate, maybe, you know, she's like doing her best to fight. You know, she's trying to save her own life. This event, this Palm Springs film festival was one of the first. Oh, it's bad. He looks bad. He looks rough. Yeah. And he looked really bad. That was the, um, I believe that's the place too, where he hugs, um, uh, Kate Winslet, like as hard as, like he almost flees Amber and like hugs his friend. Like it's, whoa, he looks bad. Um, are they saying because of drugs too, or abuse well, and drugs, or what's well, why does he look like that? I think it's a mix, to be honest. Um, personally, at the time, there was concern about drugs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but now looking at it, he looks beat. Like he looks, like it looks down. Yeah. It's really bad. And there's literal like video of him on the red carpet that just, it really started to alarm. This was the first time that deaf heads were like, is something not going on? Like what's, what's happening kind of behind the scenes here. And so I wanted to read you, there was an article written at the time this came out, I believe, let me tell you the date it was released January 5th. Um, and it says guys, Johnny Depp isn't looking too good. The Black Mass star hit the Palm Springs International Film Festival red carpet looking puffy, pallid, and worse for wear with his problematic complexion only amplified by the presence of his wife, Amber Heard, by his side, looking stunning as usual. It's a very stark contrast. It is. Yeah. So... This is the most he said, she said version of this, the events that you can get. Um, Please let us know what you think in the comments. Please sound off, give your opinions, give any evidence I didn't give. There was a lot to cover in this. I did just get back from Virginia. I feel like I've been playing catch up since before I left for Virginia. So (laughs) this has been like a lot. So feel free to drop anything you can, whether it's Johnny, Amber, whatever camp you're in, let us know what you think on this one. Cause really this is one of those events where it's like, shit, what the hell happened? But I do think the dog incident is very, it's interesting. It's intriguing. Um, the stark contrast between the two next week, we'll get into what on earth happened the end of December uh, before the new year. And that was, that's wild. Um, so 
yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. What's, what's your, uh, what's your thought on this? Mind you, I mean, I'm, I'm presenting things from my own bias, but we are reading court documents too. Like after reading everything, what, how do you feel Max? <laughs> um, I feel really, again, I think it, it just goes without saying, but I'm going to say it again. I feel really sad that this, what we're having to dig in and, um, yeah, like examine her statement as domestic vis- as a domestic abuse victim because that would be traumatic. And if if it didn't happen exactly how she say says it did, it would still be traumatic. And so you have to like pull it all the way back to be like, did it happen? Did are these self inflicted? Was it an argument? Was there like how Johnny said, like settling her down and they hit heads and everything else is fabricated? essentially like her injuries and things. So that that's a big spectrum for, Mm -hmm. from like this horrible, horrible incident to her fabricating things like that's awful. And I just feel like if I had to pick something, I feel like it's more towards the end of Amber's fabrication. I think there was an argument and incident Johnny clearly. And I say that also because Johnny's behavior and we know he was on drugs. Okay. Yes. And he had also sustained injuries. So something happened. Um, and I just feel like she's not solely the victim in this. I don't think it happened how she says it happened. No, it sucks. It sucks. Cause like you, you do feel, I don't know with this incident, especially you, you start. And I will say, I was literally thinking about it a couple of weeks ago when I was going through other events, I was like, God, you start with Amber and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened to you. But then you get through everyone else's witness statement and you're like, I'm not sure that's what happened. And it sucks. It sucks to feel like that about what you thought was a female victim of domestic violence. And it sucks too. Like I didn't know until today I was rewatching Brian's video and he said, originally there'd only been three incidents claimed. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I had to like pull it back and like, look at things. And I was like, no, there was originally only three incidents claimed. And now it's just spiraled and it just continues spiraling as, as we have seen in court, it just yeah. continues spiraling almost out of control and it, it sucks, man. And I'll be interested. I mean, right now you guys are seeing us on Wednesday. There's probably already been cross-examination on this. Um, we'll try to kind of touch base on it or I will in a live sometime this week and kind of touch on what mm-hmm. on earth happened. Cause I'll be interested to see what Johnny's lawyers have to say back to this incident to Amber. I mean, we've already seen both sides with Johnny and his and Amber's team. So what's going to happen. And um, yeah, it's just wild. What a wild case. It is. And um, I'm so excited to announce that we will be, we already decided doing um, a discussion on the verdict whenever it comes out, because that will be the next, next time you hear from us um, for recording. So, or actually for live. So yeah. And we'll see. I'm I'm crazy. Yeah. When that comes out, the two of us going live and like seeing either way, it's going to be a groundbreaking case. I can't believe how crazy this whole case has gotten. I know. And there's so much. I mean, honestly, like we've talked about it for months on and like to condense it down into this trial. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I know it really happened and what we've covered. Yeah. I feel bad for people just joining us because sometimes I'm like, I know we're hopping into this and it's like, we're like, Amber's lying, but it's like, oh no, but like, oh, there's been so many other incidents where it's like, no, like we've backed up. She's been lying. So that's what sucks. And it's like with this December incident, of course you want to go in thinking that the, woman that has claimed all of this stuff happened to her yes like like i just want i want it to be true and like 
I don't know, man. So I don't know. Let us know what you think. At the end of the day, I will say too, if, um, if she did fabricate, fabricate any of it, I feel bad for her friends who were led to believe that they were in support of their friend trying to like, if you, if you, if anyone told me, my friends told me, Hey, I got abused. I would believe them. You clearly oh, would believe yeah. your friends. Yeah. And so if she fabricated any of it, shame on her for abusing her, like that friendship. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's yeah. where I feel bad for IO and Rocky and everything, because at some points, especially with Rocky, I, I think she was, you know, she was just there for her friend and it's like yeah. it, man, like that, especially the May 21st incident, like even that Rocky still didn't see any physical violence between the couple. She says she walked in and saw they were still way Mm -hmm. apart. And Amber was like, leave me alone, Johnny. And yeah, yeah, we went through that before, but yeah, crazy. Well, how was your wine? Actually, I need to know this because it was in the sun. It was okay. Uh, Yeah. I thought it was going to be way worse uh, to be honest, because of how this poor bottle was treated um, like being stored in the sun. Um, So no $10. It's, it's like, juicy it's not dry at all i i I think it's all right for ten dollars uh i loved mine i would 10 out of 10 buy it again definitely recommend it not my favorite i still love our sexual chocolate one oh yes my favorite um but 10 out of 10 would buy this again oh good Uh, i want to try that with you i want to have that one it's cool yes gold web i love gold no sweet But until next time, I'm excited. We're going to talk about the end of this December incident. And we have got to talk about the perjury in this case because it's wild. So we'll get there. But yeah. All right. Until next time. Next time. Cheers. Ahura Media Production. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.